everyone. Welcome to Stardust Cinema. I'm your host, Carrie, and I'm so excited to be starting this podcast. I may be technically a millennial, but I'm a very old soul, and I'm obsessed with classic movies, classic TV shows, classic music. If you walk in my bedroom, I have framed sheet music from the Andrews sisters, Bing Crosby, Shirley Temple, like, I love it all. (laughs) My collection of TV shows and movies definitely speaks for itself, and I have gotten obsessed recently with collecting old Hollywood autobiographies, so I'm sure I'll be sharing some of those as I read through those, because they've been really interesting so far, but for this first episode, I'd like to share a discovery that I made today that I found pretty interesting. Now, I grew up watching the Andy Griffith show, Little House on the Prairie and The Sound of Music. The Sound of Music was like my favorite movie of all time. But as a kid, I was not smart enough to realize that these are classics, you know? So when I was 15, I saw White Christmas for the first time. And of course the number, the best things happen while you're dancing made me fall in love. And I have been obsessed with classics ever since and my collection has just continued to grow although if you saw my amazon wish list you would realize i really need to be a millionaire um (laughs) because i don't think i'm gonna run out of things i want to add to my collection anytime soon but recently i have started watching some bob hope movies now obviously i knew who bob hope was but I had never really gotten into collecting him much, his movies and such. Only recently have I really gotten into that. So I got a collection of his movies the other day, and my mom put one in today, and I was listening to it, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is the same storyline as The Shakiest Gun in the West which, like I said, I grew up on the Andy Griffith Show. I am a big Don Knotts fan. I love his movies as well as him as Barney Pop on the Andy Griffith Show. But Don Knotts starred in a movie called The Shakiest Gun in the West, which in my opinion has one of the best theme songs of all time. If you have never heard this theme song, go look it up because it is hilarious. And the movie is awesome. But I'm listening to this Bob Hope movie that my mom had put in. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is the same storyline. So I was today years old when I found out that The Shakiest Gun in the West is a remake of Bob Hope starring in The Pale Face. Now, The Pale Face came out in 1948. The Shakiest Gun in the West did not come out until 20 years later in 1968. But um, in The Pale Face, we have Bob Hope starring as Painless Peter Potter and Jane Russell as Calamity Jane. Now, this was like completely different 
from any way I have ever seen Calamity Jane portrayed in a movie, which was really kind of weird because she, I don't know about y'all, but anything I have ever seen Calamity Jane in, she's always with Bill Hickok. So to see Calamity Jane with Painless Potter was kind of hilarious. Um, I liked it. I liked the differentness of that. But at the same time, it was just like, how did Calamity Jane end up in on this? <laughs> like, um, Jane Russell was awesome in her role, I will say. Um, I will also say she had nothing on Doris Day in that or Gene Arthur as Calamity Jane. I believe it was Gene Arthur. Anyway, I know Doris Day played Calamity Jane in the musical, but um, Jane Russell was great in the role. I have to say that I felt like I preferred Barbara Rhodes as Penelope in the, the Shakiest Gun in the West. Which one's better? I would have to say I kind of prefer the shakiest gun in the West. Obviously, the storylines are very, very similar. Um, but I feel like the shakiest gun in the West, I don't know. It was just better. Maybe I love Don Knotts more than I love Bob Hope. I don't know. But um, The Pale Face was a good movie um, in this movie. Like I said, Jane Russell is playing Calamity Jane, who gets offered a pardon. She was in jail and she gets offered a pardon from the governor if she will help find who is smuggling guns and dynamite to the Indians. So she goes on this mission and when she meets up with her contact, uh, who was a lawyer she finds him dead but he left a note for her of basically who their contact was going to be because the plan was for her and this lawyer to join up with this wagon train posing as a husband and wife to get to this other town and meet up with this gentleman in order to you know they could investigate uh, on the wagon train to see if they found who was smuggling the goods to the Indians. And so they, she now does not have her partner because he has been killed. So in order to get on this wagon train, she marries painless Peter Potter, who obviously is played by Bob Hope, who is a dentist from Washington. Definitely a greenhorn. Like, you know, he is not, uh, he's not tough by any, uh, any means <laughs> at all. So one thing I did think was hilarious above the shakiest gun in the West was that in the pale face, every time Calamity would kiss Painless, uh, which is what she called him. She didn't call him Peter. She called him Painless. So every time she would kiss Painless, she was always knocking him out, whether it be like with a pistol or whatever, um, because she was, she was using him, you know? So sometimes the only way for her to accomplish what she was needing to accomplish 
including tricking him into marrying her, was to knock him out. So he didn't know what was going on. So he was all the time, sorry, all the time saying, wow, I just can't get over your kisses. Like, you know, because he would see stars every time they kissed. So they get on this wagon train and they end up separated from the rest of the group and a few other wagons follow them. So they stay at this abandoned cabin overnight. Well, obviously Calamity doesn't want to spend the night with Painless. So she tricks him into going to get her some water. She sneaks out from behind the curtain that she had gone behind and goes out to to the wagon to just sleep in the wagon. Well, when he comes back to the room, he doesn't realize she has gone and that an Indian has sneaked in to the room and is now behind that curtain. So he is like touching the Indian on the arm, feeling his braids, you know, all this different stuff. Ends up closing his eyes uh, for his wife to come out, thinking she's shy. Ends up kissing this Indian, which of course the Indian knocks him out, just like Calamity did every time. So when she comes to wake him up the next morning, uh, he was like, I don't know what happened last night, but thanks for a wonderful evening. She's like, boy, you're easy to please, <laughs> you know, because she had spent the night in the wagon and he had no clue. So they get attacked by Indians there at the cabin and Painless thinks he is killing these Indians, but it's not him. It is Calamity. Uh, firing from inside the cabin that is actually hitting the target and so when they get to their destination the entire town is hailing him as a hero and she's building him up because she's using him so this is helping her so they get there and she dumps him which just devastates him because at this point he actually has fallen in love with her So he starts up kind of a whirlwind romance with a saloon girl there and gets challenged to a gunfight, to a duel with her boyfriend, who was like the tough guy of the town. Well, of course, Painless can't hit the broad side of a barn. So Calamity uh, ends up shooting the guy for him, but he doesn't realize it. So at this point, she's realizing that she's actually fallen in love with him. She has discovered who has been smuggling the goods. So they try to go after them and end up captured, end up in the Indian camp. And she tells him she's like, well, first of all, it's where she tells him she actually loves him, which is really sweet. But she tells him, they think you're a great warrior. And the braver the warrior, the worse the death. And he's like, okay, what are you talking about? What's going to happen here? And she's like, okay, they're going to take two trees. Bend one down, bend the other down. Tie your legs to these trees and then cut the ropes holding the trees down. It's going to fling you up. It's going to rip you apart. You know, like this is is what they're going to do to you. They try to do that and it doesn't work. One of his boots comes off. So he like just ends up catapulted into a tree somewhere. (laughs) 
well, then they're going to burn her at the stake. Well, at this point, obviously he, you know, he can't just leave her there. So he goes back and runs into the medicine man who had just gotten himself ejected from the tribe and changes clothes with him, not realizing this medicine man just got himself ejected from the tribe. So he goes in there. Well, now they're trying to burn him at the stake. Well, while he is walking around, trying to figure out how he's going to get them out of this, he is leaving a trail of gunpowder everywhere he goes. So when they try to light the wood on fire to burn them at stake, the gunpowder catches on fire, causes an explosion because the guns and the ammunition and the dynamite and everything is at the Indian camp at this point. Well, he, Painless, had already cut Calamity free. She was like, you know, still just standing there awaiting the moment to escape. So she runs over, cuts him free. They take off. Chase ensues. And obviously they escape. The wagon they took was loaded with dynamite, ends up blowing up. They save the day, you know. So they get back to town and are actually together at this point at the end of the movie and in true Bob Hope fashion he is very arrogant about the attention he is receiving but I would say on a scale of one to ten I would give it probably a seven not because there was anything wrong with it but because I have seen the shakiest gun in the west and i felt like it's better sorry bob maybe i just love don knots more than i love bob hope i don't know <laughs> i do want to get the movie the son of pale face um i've seen it at thrift stores multiple times and have started to get it simply because it had roy rogers in it and i grew up in love with roy rogers so now I'm really curious to get that one at some point and watch it. But like I say, between the two, which one's better personally? I prefer The Shakiest Gun in the West. Um, what do y'all think? Like, did y'all know that The Shakiest Gun in the West was a remake of The Pale Face? Because I did not. So if you did... High five, because I was today years old when I found that out. But anyway, well, all right, guys, thanks for listening. And I will be back soon with more old soul love for old Hollywood. Take care, guys.